Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm a guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing, and money. But we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Morning, Doc. How are you doing in this uh, frozen Jobig morning? Are you are you waiting for snow? My grandchildren are all out in the streets waiting for snow. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm I'm dressed more like a, a sort of hot bay fisherman, uh, Gordon, with my bright yellow puffy jacket. Although it's actually a, a sort of upright ski jacket, it can probably double as a fishing jacket as well. It is quite cold. Well, I mean, uh, our guest this morning, who is one of the fast-rising young voices in South African radio, uh, radio Lundi Kwesan, who is on Mix FM 93.8, is a self-styled copy, I think, from the bullet. I'm not sure they could be fish in the bullet, so she might be impressed <laughs> with the cape, but uh, not the fishing aspect of it. Lundi, so great that you can join us this morning. You've already had a busy two hours on air, but thanks for making the time for the Doc and Guru. I am super honored to be with you guys. Like when you asked me to be on the podcast, I'm like, no, what? So I'm very honored. Thank you very much for having me. That's great. Looking forward to, to our chat because I'm, we've walked a, an interesting road together over, over a couple of years. I've known you in your, uh, in your pre-megastar days. So oh, from God. modest beginnings to uh, voice of the people. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that Uh Doc, uh, you haven't met Lindy, but uh, I can see you now in your fishing jacket because we're Zooming here, guys. So if our sound isn't good, uh, apologies to all our listeners. I can tell you that the Doc is looking fabulous and Lindy is not looking her normal self. She's looking a bit more like, uh, not so much Lindy Koisa, but Lindy Nanook from the north. <laughs> it's cold today, guys. It's very cold in Germany. <laughs> All right. Well, let's well let's start with that. That's a good place to begin the conversation. How does a self-styled girl from the Boerland get to Joburg, get into radio? Why media? How, how did this all come about? Whew. Everything actually started in that small town, Wellington, in the Boerland, you know, because I, I am an only child. So all I had to entertain myself with was my imagination. So radio really became my friend. And from a very young age, I knew. 
it was going to be radio. Um, but I mean, with a father that worked in the cigarette factory and my mom that was a teacher, you know, they, they were skeptic at some stages, but my mom was really, really supportive. So eventually um, I got a, a partial bursary at the University of Stellenbosch and, and my mom and my grandma kind of pitched in to make up the rest of the funds. And so I got my honors degree in drama. And while I was studying there, um, it's quite interesting, actually. I won a pair of shoes at the campus radio station. So as I was walking there, picking up my shoes, uh, I asked them, listen, are you guys hosting any auditions? And the next week I was there for an audition and landed a show three to six in the morning uh, with classes starting at 8 a.m. So, I mean, it was crazy times, but I knew this was what I wanted to do. And um, my final year exams, because um, I majored in radio and TV presenting in my honors, um, was an audition at Eris for their radio drama. So I started doing that. And um, eventually I had to move back home because money wasn't that great. And I decided, let me apply for a job in Johannesburg because there was an internship at MediaMark. And I think the interview was about Tuesday and they told me, you have to be here by Monday. Is that okay? And being the opportunist that I am, I'm like, yeah, of course. So uh, I sold everything that couldn't fit in my Volkswagen Chico. And up I came to Joburg to start my career uh, in media here. And yeah, I was with MediaMark for quite a while. And um, through that, Jacaranda then had a talent competition. And that's how I got onto Jacaranda. I think my first show there was Sunday nights at eight. And then I moved to 12 to four over weekends. Um, and yeah, from that, just, you know, went into TV, started working on Chatno, on CakeNet No and CakeNet, and then went to Mix, and now I'm also with Fiesta on CakeNet and Mix. Yeah, that's, that's a rich tapestry. Um, the drama the drama side of things interests me. I mean, Doc, you're a bit of a drama queen, aren't you? I mean, that... that uh, <laughs> well, if you're not, you yes. Gordon, if you're not picking on every scrum off, then it's uh, it's my yellow jacket, and now it's a drama queen. I mean, where where's this all going? <laughs> you don't have to pick on scrum offs; they pick on you. You know, you just have to be there, and they they're going to pick on you at some point. Uh, you know, um, but yeah. So, Lindy, you you've really kind of walked, and I and I think that's interesting for me because uh, it's almost like one of these. You know, I, it's taken me, you know, five years to become an overnight success stories, I and mean, I think. What's interesting for me is that there's a progressive path, including the academic study, that the big picture side of things, it's not just all about being in the right place at the right time. You've got to make sure you've bought a ticket to the right place so that you can be there at the right time. And I think that's, that's impressive uh, for me as well. I mean, uh, Thank you. Doc, you, I mean, you know, um, I think you'll be impressed and we're going to get to it a bit later on with, with Lundy's building on that early academic career. Because, Lindy, I know one of your passions now is, is also your lecturing as well. Tell us a bit about that. How, how have you followed that academic route all the way through your artistic passion through to putting something back in the form of lecturing? Yeah, a massive passion of mine. It was always on my bucket list and somehow just came across my path last year. Um, so I lecture at the drama department of the University of Pretoria um, and I lecture radio and TV presenting. Um, so obviously I think there's a lot of experience I've built up over the years that I so badly want to carry over 
to the next generation of presenters. So, I mean, for me, it's just I enjoy every single second of it because I know um, that the things I've learned through the industry is not necessarily in an academic book, but I can share that with my students. So, no, it's, it's an absolute passion and I enjoy every single moment of it. Yeah, and I think I think that's really great. And that's part of the theme we've been having the last week or two, Doc, with young people putting back. I'm going to leave you to comment on that. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that, that we're chatting about, that theme does reoccur in terms of, of success, working hard, looking for success, being prepared. You know, people often look at people once they reasonably successful and say it must have been easy and you're quite lucky you got all the breaks etc but a lot of it is hard work and we spoke a, a few weeks ago remember i used the terminology you miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take not something i've come up with i think it's old wayne gretzky and, and michael jordan quote of many years ago and the point is you've got to take those shots so Lindy, thanks um Again, from my side i'm coming in now for spending time with us and sharing those 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 journeys and i think the interesting part of of it is it's not being a straightforward in front of the camera or behind the microphone. You spent quite a lot of time in sales, which is quite interesting how your career meandered and then came back. And the lesson for other people out there, you know, don't get down on yourself if you feel that you're in a place that you don't want to be. That doesn't mean you're always going to be in that place, you know. And and you've got to be able to, I guess, look at other options as long as you've got the talent and the drive. So well done on on, on moving and progressing as you've gone. Thank you. I must also just say there that sales contributed so much to my presenting because you build these human relationships, you learn how to talk to people, and you can actually put yourself in their shoes if they are doing a cubicle job every single day. And those are the people you are talking to as a radio presenter. Yeah, yeah that, you know, that for me is something which is really interesting. As we move away from the standard 30-second spot formula, more and more of it is about interacting with uh, the show host, whether it's in a live read or just general kind of living the brand. And I think um, on Mix FM, you've, you've got a, a strong blend of that uh, interaction. You're not there as a host. You're there as a commercial amplifier as well, which is an important message, I think, for advertisers. Yeah, 100%. You need to get involved with those brands, but also understand your audience in order for them to resonate with those brands. Hmm. It's often, you yeah, know, so I think, sorry, Gordon, go ahead. No, no, go for it, yeah. No, I'm just saying that, you know, a lot of the times with radio or TV personalities or whatever, the average person perhaps never meets that person, but they form an opinion, they, they live with them. And, and certainly in radio, that whole cliche of the theater of the mind and all the rest of it, you build up a picture. And now obviously today on, on the internet and in the world we live in, we can see what you look like and, and every radio station's got a digital wing of some description or another. But I mean, people form an opinion of, of, of a DJ or of a personality uh, and absolutely and a lot of the times you know that's the old before the term of influencers become vogue now you know I mean years ago it was those people who do a, a typical live read with, with gusto and belief was more believable than someone just reading a piece of paper. And we certainly, through, through my career, formed a lot of personal relationships with jocks for that exact reason. Now later on they became probably mates of ours or whatever the case may be. But we had a rapport. So when our live read came across, the guy said, hey, it's taking his live read. And he read it differently, you know. And sometimes it wasn't 30 seconds, Gordon. It ran on, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and, yeah. I, I think, and that hasn't changed and it shouldn't change because people want to be where you, with you. They want to talk with you. They want to be part of the conversation. So, so absolutely. So, Lundy, let's put your sales hat back on there and uh, – 
you know, as somebody who is, is, is in there day in and day out and at, at the sharp end of this, what, what kind of advice would you be giving to creative teams and, and marketers generally on engaging with, with a show to, to extract the full value out of that show? I think the important thing is to understand the audience that you are marketing to. It can't be a blanket approach. You need to completely understand who you are targeting and speak to them in a way that would resonate with them. But also remembering that nowadays, especially with COVID, uh, there's a second and a third screen that's also taking our attention. So your marketing would need to take a 360 approach. Firstly, you get the DJ to buy into your product or service. They talk about it on air because the listeners trust them. And then there needs to be some form of a reminder on social media, on TV and on billboards to just make that campaign come together. Yeah, and, and that last point is also something, I mean, you, you've got a sizable social media presence. Uh, and which one is the focal point for you? I mean, you know, or or does it all blend into one Lundi Khoisan persona? Is it Lundi on Mix or Lundi on Twitter or Lundi on Instagram? How, how do you play them to get maximum benefit for yourself? Um, now, I'm thinking of yourself as the brand. How do you amplify yourself as a, as a personality and a brand? Well, I can actually tell... I'm a very private person. So my social media, I just use to communicate with my listeners with regards to what is new in the music industry, what's uh, new with brands, you know, if I want to be outspoken about female rights or whatever the case is, that's what I use it for. But I think I'm completely the same person on air, at a braai, and what I say on social media. Um, you know, I, I try and keep everything as authentic as possible. Yeah. I think there's nothing yeah. more disappointing sometimes, you know, when you built up a picture of someone in your head, you know, either a, a famous radio personality, a TV, and, and a sportsman, and in that off chance you get to meet that person, they disappoint you. They're not the same, you know. They they're a bit offish. They they why aren't they the same as they were on the radio? But that's a character they're playing, and I guess the authenticity part, in the, as you say, is to take that character and be that character in real life. You know, that somebody doesn't see it's jarring. Now it's difficult because you also play other roles, you do voiceovers, and and one I can understand it, especially if you're not on camera and you're doing a VO. That's a different thing, as opposed to talking in the first person. And obviously, uh, you know, interacting in society. But I mean, just again, just moving slightly on, Red Cat Innovations, another company that you have, branding, social media. So you've also got that side of it. So you understand, you, as you're saying, you understand audiences and segmentation and, and, uh, and nuances of people. So let's just talk a little bit about Red Cat Innovation and, and how can people get hold of that if they want to interact with you on that platform? So Redcat Innovation unfortunately had to come to an end. Redcat Innovation lasted for about three years where we did some branding for, for a lot of uh, businesses. But I unfortunately had to choose uh, between am I going to be a radio and TV presenter and university lecturer and then run a business. So I've handed the business over to, to, my, to my business partner and she's given it a brand new name. But yeah, I think it was very important uh, for me to also learn, you know, how as a presenter do you interact with all these brands? And I think it also just contributes to, to myself as a presenter and a lecturer. Just coming back, uh, Doc, you, you made a comment there about uh, theatre of the mind, you know, and, and you called it an old cliche. And, and yet still, it's a fundamental offering from, from audio formats. Um, are you, uh, Lindy, are you sort of following the Radio Days Africa uh, conference, the webinar that's been going on these last few days? And it's going to be going on for another week or so? It's, uh, I, it is, 
It is on my bucket list for this week. I've just been busy with some production for our TV show that's busy filming this weekend. Uh, but yeah, I saw that the lineup looked quite interesting, actually. Yeah, it has been great. I, I've, been some, I've only attended two so far, but there's some great discussions. But I'm always intrigued now, coming back, Doc, to your, your theatre of the mind observation, why it is that, that radio is using um, video content, you know, to sell the power of sound. That one is always a mystery for me. So, uh, you know, you almost want somewhere during the course of the week to switch off the video feed just so we can listen and see what the difference is. But that's, that's an aside. You, you've crossed now into, uh, into the, uh, the television space as well. As, as a media format, how, how does that work? What's the difference? How do you prepare yourself? or How do you project yourself differently when I only listen to you as opposed to see you at the same time? Because that's the challenge, isn't it, really? I mean, if your body is animated, and I know you're an incredibly animated person, I can see you and I can see the animation in your face. But when I'm just listening, what do you have to do differently? Well, I think you, you have to put yourself in the shoes of that listener because you have to adjust to the time of day. Are they busy working? Are they driving kids to school? And you speak to them how they would perceive it from that side. With TV, it's kind of a bit different because you are in that environment. So I work on a show that normally uh, films festivals. So we are there, you know, the chies is there, the vibe is there, people are moving and that contributes to your presenting, where on radio, you have this imaginary world that needs to contribute to the imaginary world of that listener. Yeah, I, I love that that thought of, of getting into the imagination of the listener. And you talked about going live. Interesting, one of the conversations yesterday on Reddit as Africa, and you can go hashtag audio amplified as well for those of you who are wanting to, to listen or at least follow on social media. But I'd, I'd really recommend that you get onto that Radio Days Africa webinar. It's really interesting. Um, just talking in Ireland that, you know, during lockdown, they the stations, they were not able, obviously, to do live broadcasts and that they've had to, to uh, supplement a lot of that with on-air kind of gaming kind of activity. And I see now your 30-second answers. That's a relatively <laughs> good innovation. And I'm following you now. I told you I've been stalking you for the last two years now. So oh, I want to think yesterday, I, I missed one of the answers. What were the ugly shoes you were talking about yesterday? <laughs> I've been talking about Crocs for months. So that was the answer. I knew you were going to pick on that brand. Doc, you, I've seen you wear Crocs every Tuesday. When <laughs> what do you say about you? You've got to get a new prescription because uh, although it does look like a fishing jacket, I'll give you that, uh, certainly not Crocs. No, but now, speaking of shoes, actually, interesting, uh, Lindy, I see uh, on your bio, it says you'll often been found at festivals in fellies. Is that right? That is 100%. I, I probably own about 20 pairs of fellies in yeah. different colors. Yeah. Know, interesting. Some even point, yeah, we just in, in preparing for this, I was obviously reading through that. You know, Gordon, I don't know if you know, but Fels could now, uh, and we spoke a while ago. Remember when we had Rhino Behrens on from Frontship? We spoke about Fellies and, and, and you were chatting about yeah. that and used the shortened name. Um, they now the official shoe for our Olympic team in a few weeks' time. I don't know if you know that. Oh, fantastic. Wow, well done. Marvelous. It, yeah. Is, yeah, it is great for an SA company to have signed in because apparently they were saying, listen, it looked like the guys, you know, there was always this whole debate about kit and what clothes do they wear and it was this whole issue of, of Chinese uh, uh, imports versus, and I think Mr. Price Sport has stepped in now and Falscoon have now said we're going to provide the footwear. So it's quite interesting. It's interesting to see in the opening ceremony, you know, our athletes going past in, in Falscoon. So as an aside, not Crocs, Gordon, 
fillies. Not cross. <laughs> but I think we should, maybe we should have a we'll have a celebrity death match. I mean. Lindy, I'm going to take you over 100 meters. You and you and your fillies, oh. and me and my crocs. How about that? And and Doc, you can adjudicate. Uh, maybe not 100. Maybe make it 50, and then at 50 <laughs> meters go down to the pub when it's open. When Cyril's allowed us to have a dope again. I'll meet you at the pub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, you and I were going to go and do some um, catching up there today, but that didn't happen because of lockdown and that. And uh, just coming no. back to the Instagram and you being a private person, is that? Because Mama Koi is, Koi-san is watching you all the time because I know she's an integral part of your, your show. And I'm looking forward to meeting her one day. Oh, you, you are going to enjoy her. She's a character of notes. Um, no, you know, I, I have just, I think in my early 20s, I loved social media. I was all over it. And then kind of here uh, at my late 20s, early 30s, I really just started enjoying the moment. And I kind of feel that when you are recording everything, you take away from that moment. So I just really try and enjoy that moment now. And um, wow. just every now and then post something about the work that I'm doing. But I'm just building my own memories here. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's sound advice. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess being you know, in the media space, you so that's your business anyway. You know, you have to be thrust into it. You have to use all these platforms to a degree. But it's, it's quite interesting, Lee, that, that you've made the point that as a media personality, you've chosen to kind of limit your, your exposure. Also, Lindy, I want to make an interesting point here. And in reading through your CV and your bio, and thanks for sending us all that background, you, you, you went into great detail to thank all of your mentors and guides by name, by area, which is very interesting. It's almost the first time I've seen that. You know, you spoke about radio, you spoke about acting, DJ, drama, you know, and it's, and, and again, I just want to say the lesson to people. It's just a form of decency, you know, out there for a relatively young person to take that time and effort to go and thank each person uh, and pay homage to them for putting you in the position that you're in. So well done on that. Thank you. I must say that I wouldn't be here today without all those mentors. I've literally stood on the shoulders of giants and people have, I've, I've been like a sponge in this industry and people have just taken me to new levels and, and I can't not thank them. I, I owe my career to so many people in the industry. And I mean, like even Gordon has inspired me so much, you know, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm grateful for, for the yeah. influence people have had on my life. And it, and it is building, yeah. yeah, I just want to close that point out by saying that it is so important to recognize, and sometimes you know, people forget when you become successful or reasonably successful or whatever, do you think it's all you, you know? And, and, and sometimes people get into that bubble. So it's, it's important to always look back. And I think the other point you made earlier, and I just want to circle back on that, is you were saying that from your lecturing point of view, a lot of the lessons you've learned aren't necessarily in the textbook. I worked for a great guy years ago, and he told me that. He said to me, you know, often the lessons in life are all around you. You've got to always be scanning for them. You've got to have your radar out. He says sometimes those mm-hmm. lessons are in the pub. They're often between the third and the fourth beer. That's where the lesson comes out. <laughs> he says sometimes it's in church for a churchgoer, maybe on the golf course. He says, but and very often the lessons are not in the boardroom under the under the the, the fluorescent lights. He says because it's too stilted. People don't always say what they want to say. Three-year-olds do because they don't understand consequence. And I think um, it's so important you make that point that you teach people 
both the academic background and I guess your 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 art arts and crafts and drama, but also the human side of that saying, listen, these are some of the real lessons, good and bad, that I've learned through the years. And it's fantastic. Because, you know, I think Gordon, that's so important for, for for young people to think that, you know, there's not an air of entitlement if you've got a piece of paper called a degree to think, well, this is now the door opener. That is just the key. You've got to still open it and work and and go through and, and meet and, and interact and be nice. Uh, and, and be civil in the process. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you made the observation about three-year-olds uh, not understanding the consequence of their behaviour. I think we might, during the course of this week, lob in the word politicians as well. They seem to have a lot in common with three-year-olds on, on that particular score. But Lundi, coming back to um, building people, I mean, another person who features in your show, and I like the way I get a sense of, of her being built up into another space, is Eva Chipper who is your, I think she's the, the news person, but I get a sense of her growing into the role. Are you conscious of that at MixFM, building people? And if you are, what advice have you got then to other young um, aspiring uh, radio voices coming into the industry? How, how do they go about, you know, getting beyond just the key and actually opening the door? I've got a great passion for growing other people. Um, and, and I think the important thing for people wanting to break into this industry is firstly, stay humble. You are never too old to learn. Be a sponge, stay curious, and always build on your own skill set. You know, invest in yourself. Go, go do short courses and listen back to yourself and improve on your own skills. That's all I can say. And then also, don't burn bridges. Like every single person you meet can be someone you can work with in future. So build those relationships. Well, we're getting to, to wrap up time. And uh, I think, Doc, we're going to leave it uh, to uh, Lindy to do the wrap for her show in a moment. So, you know, whatever your cool wrap is, we don't have a wrap, Doc. I think you and I just kind of, we've been trying to find something funky, but we're out of ideas. So maybe <laughs> you can leave us with a few thoughts uh, <laughs> today. But just, just I have to share something today, which has really uh, kind of touched me during the course of this week. And it talks, Lindy, to you being in the space of the listener and understanding the advertiser and wrapping the whole thing up. I mean, you know, I'm going to name and shame. Prime Media Art, Outdoor this week are pushing, you know, via the Twitter platform, the advertising on billboards, in Iswatini. Now, I mean, there is such a disconnect from your advertiser that you could possibly be imagining that I as an advertiser would want to now commercially exploit what a TV camera in Iswatini while all this dreadful suffering is going on. So we don't actually have an orchid or onion. Maybe we need to have a guava or something. So I'm just gonna call that the guava of the week. How can you possibly be that disconnected from your medium and your advertiser that you could possibly suggest that I should be putting at billboards and Eswatini right now. It's crazy. So on that gripe, the griping guava, there it is. I've got a griping guava, double Talent voices, the the the, uh, the fisherman and his fishing outfit. And Linda, you're going to do the reference on the Doc and Guru show. And then you're going to give us notes on how to improve the show going forward. <laughs> Before, before you do that, Lindy, from my side, thanks very much for taking the time. Gordon, you're always putting, well, not always, but you're of late putting us under pressure. You're getting media personalities yeah. in, people who've got big blogs, people who've got massive podcasts, big radio shows. So we've got to up our game. You know, I'm going to go into one of these free online webinars, you know, how to improve your podcast. But Lindy, thanks very much for your time. 
Really appreciate it as Thank always. You. And as Gordon said, we'll leave you to do the close out. And if you can, can please just tell people how to get a hold of you so that they can be part of the conversation too. Thanks very much. Oh, I... Yeah, thank you very much. All I have to say is subscribe to the podcast and like their page. These guys are awesome. Thank you very much for your time. Um, and you can definitely chat to me on social media, obviously, Lundy underscore Koisan everywhere. Thank you very much for having me. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Muller, the Guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time.